Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. You are indeed. Welcome welcome back to Winchester Radio. Uh, Happy New Year, 2016. Uh, first podcast of the new year. And tonight you get two episodes. Um, uh, last weekend podcast was postponed because of bad weather. But tonight, uh, weather's much better and here we are. Uh, we're going to talk about the devil in the details and also into the mystic. Um, they connect a little bit, I guess. Uh, into the mystic is more of a, a, a monster of the week, though it did further a few things um, that were established in the devil in the details, which was, of course, the conclusion to the mid-season finale. Um, that was uh, written by Andrew Dabb and directed by Thomas Wright, a very long-time director of Supernatural and always does a great job. Andrew Dabb, I have, <laughs> I I mostly like his stuff, mostly. Sometimes I have the issues with his writing. I liked him better when he went on his own, um, for sure. I... This episode was crazy. It was crazy, and not in a bad way. <laughs> it was crazy that there was so much going on. Um, we had... It started out with that crazy Christmas dream that Rowena kept having. <laughs> and... Uh, and then poor Sam in the cage. Dean on his way to investigate Amara and the smiting, but stopped by Cass, and he continued the investigation into the smiting. And then uh, uh, Dean had to deal with Sam being in hell and in the cage, and then um, from more and, Billy the and then we had, and we had Billy the Reaper show up. We had Colin Ford as young Sam show up. We had. Leanne Balaban, was that new, or was that I? From what from I, uh, Jim Michael, Jim Michaels tweeted, it was old. You know, they just it was old scenes. Mm, okay. Leanne Balaban's work, so right, right. Plus, Colin Ford was Jared new. had that. Jared still had that long, pretty eight season eight hair, so <laughs> <laughs> no complaints. <laughs> yes, yeah, Colin Ford though when. When I saw Colin Ford's name in the credits, I was like, wait, what, huh? You know, I, you know nobody <laughs> has spoiled that at all, you know. So no, I was really no. excited. I love I love it when Colin Ford shows up. And it gives me hope that we, you know, because we've always wanted to see some flashbacks of Sam at Stanford. And, mm-hmm. you know, Co- Colin Ford, he's right at that age now. And I think he could do it. And it gives me hope we might someday get those episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see that. I love I would love to see some Stanford for sure, you know. Um somehow by the end of Stanford though, <laughs> Colin has to either morph into more Jared's <laughs> look <laughs> or Jared's gonna have to like kind of, you know, spackle in and do something with his hair <laughs> and, and, and be Stanford and be Stanford Jared again. God, I cannot believe that was 11 years ago. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
know, I know. Um, I liked the devil in the details. Um, again, I, I think in the in the mid-season finale, um, at the time I tweeted, I said I, I have a few you know nitpicks with this episode, but not a one with Mark Pellegrino or 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 Jared. And same thing with this one. I thought they just continued to be continued to be amazing. Well, with um, the devil in the details, I pretty much, I thought it was a really good episode. I pretty much liked everything about it, except for the killing of Rowena. I did not see that coming, and, no. oh, I hate it so much. I mean, I know it has to happen. You know, she can't stay around mm-hmm. forever. She's not, she's not one of the core four, and so... Mm-hmm. But oh, I I love Rowena and I love Ruth so much and I I just I I, it, I actually gasped when it happened. I I just didn't expect it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was a tough one because when Rowena first came on, I remember we talked about her and I said this character is a caricature. She's not a real character. She's too much. Um, she's not doing much. Why why is she here? But that. That didn't last long. It lasted a couple of episodes, and then she really, she just got glorious, you know, the character of Rowena, what she did, how she handled everybody, her humor. Um, um, she was so smart and and funny and wicked, and she was just wonderful. And I love, I'm going to miss her beautiful dresses, and I'm going to miss her gorgeous eye makeup. And I, I mean, that's only a little part, of course, of, of her talent and everything else. But and Sabrina from Supernatural does that uh, makeup, does her eyes. And I'm just, I always just loved looking at it. She looks so beautiful. And I'm, I'm going to miss that and I'm going to miss Rowena. And I wonder, I wonder if she, of course, like Supernatural, is she gone forever? I mean, you know, they cut off Abaddon's head and she got it back and came back for a while. <laughs> You know, Rowena's not missing her head. It's just, you know, her, her neck was snapped. And I, yeah. I didn't see it you bring, Go ahead. You do bring up a good point because, you know, she's, you know, has the Book of the Dead, the Book of the Damned, and, mm. you know, and she had the Codex. So she pretty much read it. Who knows, maybe she knew a spell that could bring her back. And, you know, mm-hmm. she might she might have had that prepared you know, if, if she dies, she had something prepared or something. Who knows? That I, I mm. would really, really love for them to figure out a way to bring her back because I, I love her. I know. And she did and have I... an excellent. I have to say, her bet probably her best scene she's ever had. I think was in this episode, the one where she's telling Crowley why she hates him. Mm-hmm. That was I think, yes. That was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, when 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 Cass as Lucifer came in and he asks her, you know, um, is there anyone else who can put me back in the cage? And she says, I'm the only one. And I went, oh, move Rowena. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And oh, yeah, I said, you're, you know, he'll never let you live. And another thing I, I noticed again in this episode that, Mark Pellegrino plays Lucifer as as a fun guy, you know. He's cheery and happy and, and plays music and, and dances around and 
husband is manipulative, you know, and he's charming. And he makes you, of course, as he as he should, because that's one of the absolute best ways for evil to find its way in is is he makes you think he's so harmless until you realize he isn't. <laughs> and there were a couple moments in this episode where he just dropped that that charming persona and he was just terrifying, you know, just for a few seconds and you forget he's loose he's Lucifer. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then oh my and then you're reminded too because and I give Sam credit because how terrifying it must have been for him to be back with Lucifer, back in the cage, and constantly on guard against that kind of manipulative charm. And then when when Lucifer threatens him with, I could cause you pain, you know, I could torture you. And after all that, and he tries to say, um, um, you need to get back to your old way. You need to be more decisive and, you know, boy, you know, stupid you counting on being to help you. And Sam didn't waver, you know. And he says, you know, he says, you almost got me with a couple little things, but he didn't. You know, he held strong and he said, and he said, no. And I was so impressed with him. Oh, so impressed yeah. with Sam. Mm. And, and which brings up a, a big point, I think, is why on earth did Cassiel say yes? I mean, yes. there were so many points being made where how it is a bad, bad idea to have Lucifer and the darkness wandering around on top. Mm-hmm. And why on earth did Cassiel think it was a good reason? That is just so bewildering to me. It's yeah, I I, hmm, I don't know because you know Sam and Dean have a history of not always you know saying yes when they should say no and vice versa and they have kind of a history of it and they do it for each other and you think Cass would have learned <laughs> from all their bad ideas but you know what he's had several bad decisions of his own you know the Leviathans and being God and you know so you know he doesn't always make the right decisions. Do you think that Ambriel, the little angel numbers cruncher there, who was sent by the other angels to check out what happened to Amara? Do you think she was as as dopey as she seemed, or was she manipulative? Um, okay, yeah, there there were a couple things I wanted to comment on her. Um, first, mm-hmm. real quick, the, um, before I get back to what I, what her deal was, I, I wonder if the reason, the only thing I can come up with when I was rewatching it today for the podcast was the, for Cassie, the only reason I could see Cassie saying yes was she, Ambriel said to him, you help, Sam and Dean are the heroes. Mm-hmm. You just help them. And so the only thing I can come up with is he's wanting to be the hero. He's wanting to save Sam and Dean for a change. And that's mm-hmm. why he did it. That's that's the only thing I can come up with. Otherwise, I'm just confused. But having yeah. said that, mm-hmm. I am loving, and I'll go back to Ambriel in just a second. I am absolutely loving Misha, his personification of 
Lucifer. I I think he, it, it's fun. I've been wanting. I love 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 big bad um, Leviathan Castiel. I thought that mm-hmm. was before he before he started falling apart when he was just a bad guy. I really like that, and I think Misha does. Mm-hmm. He, Misha can Misha will have a lot of fun with it, and I think he's you know I I, I like it, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what else he does because I I'm really I. You know, it's been a while since Cass has really had anything to do. <laughs> you know, he spent several <laughs> episodes this season in Sam's room watching Netflix. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad to finally see him, ha- see him have an actual storyline. And I think Misha's going to have a really good time with it, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Now, back to mm-hmm. um, Ambriel, yeah, why would you send somebody who is just, basically an accountant, out to check on something as powerful as the darkness. Uh, that mm-hmm. that was another confusing thing to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. She she died pretty fast, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I wondered because it's like, you know, well, do you, do you send the, your red shirt down because, you know, you don't want to take a chance on losing somebody really important, so you you do send somebody that you feel is expendable and you're watching? I mean, I would assume the other, all the angels are watching. We're watching her and seeing what happened to her, and maybe that's it. So you sort of kind of like send out somebody you don't care about and say, okay, we can't tell what's happening, so we'll just send somebody we don't care about losing but if she doesn't come back and and because if they could see what happened to Amara, they wouldn't have to send Ambriel. So obviously they can't see what happened to her. They can't see in the middle at ground zero of the smiting. So they have to send somebody to physically go look for Amara. So can't see her well what if she doesn't come back they aren't going to are they just going to keep sending more and more angels until one of them makes it back that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, yeah i i agree it's it's, it's confusing and it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. but really when have the angels ever made sense they really haven't they they're not yeah <laughs> they're not yeah that's for their true logic, so Yes, and also, I mean, she was sort of dorky, and I, she just reminded me again, I really miss the days of Zachariah and Uriel oh, and all that, yes, you know, because she was just so dorky. <laughs> and 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 I don't know, and also I thought, you know what, she doesn't even know Cass, and all she's doing is repeating to him what she's heard in heaven about him. You know, it's basically gossip with some some truth in it and I'm like really you believe her you know are you letting letting someone you don't even know influence you well I guess right because there he is saying yes to Lucifer at the end and then and then and then uh, he says well can you really be maybe he's just desperate maybe he's trying to be the hero and he's trying to keep Sam and Dean safe by letting it be him and he says well I'm expendable and you know, whatever, it doesn't matter if something happens to me. Well, at least I'll get rid of the darkness, find a way to take Lucifer with me, <laughs> you know, when this is over, and then Sam and Dean will be okay. Because, say, you know, Cass as Lucifer beats the darkness, and 
Lucifer's got to go back in the cage. He takes Cass with him. So then both of them will yeah. be it, I'm I'm thinking, I'm really thinking that'll be, I don't think, I'm very confused, basically. <laughs> I, I, you know, part of me thinks, oh, that would be a season finale. But then another part is like, there's no way Cass is going to be Lucifer all season. They have to have, you know, they have mm-hmm. to have regular Cass. You know, we can't, I don't, I don't, you know, because mm-hmm. look. Demon Dean was only around for what three episodes, and where when yeah. we had um, which we all agreed real... was too short, so right? It was too and short, then, but Gadriel Sam. Whereas we had him for quite a long time, but we also had Sam in between. Sam would pop out most of the time um, with Casifer. Mm-hmm. I like the name Casifer. With Casifer. <laughs> You know he's yeah, going to be Casper all. He's going to be Lucifer all the time, and so with no Castiel around, so there has to. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't see that this story can last that long. So I, mm-hmm. I am completely at a loss for how they would solve the storyline, which yeah. actually well, is is that actually is a very big compliment to the show. Because it's been a while since they've had me, like you know, um, you know. Because of course, and see, you know, last season, of course, Sam was going to figure out a way to get the mark off of Dean. You know, uh, you know, there's just, mm-hmm. of course, you can figure things out. And it's been that way for a long time. This is the first time in a long time that I have no idea what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and we think all, all season. Well. Um, uh, Devil in the Details was the tenth episode. Into the Mystic is the eleventh, and you know, next time would be the twelfth. We're we're actually about halfway through the season, so there's really not that much left. I mean, it's not like he became Lucifer in the first or second episode. I mean, we're halfway. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll have to call him Cassifer. There's with one S. Sorry, powers that be. There'll never be two S's in Cass for me, and and I I, I refuse to call him Lustiel, which is just no, silly. No, no, Cassifer is much better. <laughs> Cassifer works fine, <laughs> and we had Sam of her, so it it follows. Um, even though it was like a, probably like the stupidest decision ever for Cass, um, I I do think he made it with the best of intentions and, you know, pretty much, you know, all the main characters on the show, that's the kind of decision they make, you know, it's a terrible decision, but they do it for the best of reasons, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm, I'm, but I'm glad he made it from a story standpoint, because like you said, it's about time he had something to do and I, I had issues with Misha's performance in Devil in the details as as Lucifer because I thought it was a little too exaggerated. Like I know Mark Pellerino's characterization is larger than life, and I thought he was a little too exaggerated, a little too over the top. I liked him much better um, in Into the Mystic. I thought it it kind of steadied out, and I thought it was I thought it was better. I mean, not all of it, but uh, there was 
parts of it I was like, oh, no, no, stop, stop. <laughs> you know, just stop it. I, I've, and I've seen a lot of people that agree with you on that. But to me, mm-hmm. and whereas I thought he was doing a really good job because Mark Pellegrino, he made mm-hmm. as you know as Lucifer and maybe in his other characters. Well, no, this one is the most over the top character I've seen of his. Um, as Lucifer, he does make some silly faces, you know, when he's and mm-hmm. you know he does do the over exaggerated thing, eating you know eating all the scenery mm-hmm. and. I thought it was. I was like, yeah. He. I thought. I thought Misha did great. I thought it was pretty much spot on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. Oh, but I thought it was much different. better in Into the Mystic, though. I. I agree. As, but, as like after Devil in the Details, I thought he was much better in Into the Mystic. Yeah, he. He was. And I. What was interesting, I thought in Into the Mystic was when he was not with um, talking to Sam Rodine, um, or Dean. He just talked to Dean in this episode, didn't he? I don't think he talked to Sam. Um, mm-hmm. He, when he was just talking with like that other angel, um, the one he ended up snapping his fingers and killing, um, it was his. It was Misha's regular voice. And then mm-hmm. when he was um, when he was pretending to be Castiel with Dean, he was using the deep voice. You know, I thought that. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, I'm sure Misha enjoyed the break because <laughs> it's yeah. not using that voice for so long. But yeah, I thought it was a very cool difference. And um, yeah, um, and go ahead. These two these two episodes um, have had some of the best brother lines that we've heard in a long time. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, there's been so there's so many lines like you know with. Sam and Dean saying basically they're sticking with each other and forever. Mm-hmm. And, and into the mystic, the scene there at the end where uh, I just lost it. I can't remember it word for word. But Dean says we're together and that's all that matters. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Um, he says, well, when in into the mystic, when Sam apologizes for not looking for him in purgatory. And I I have a question of, when we get to the episode, I have a question of a little bit of how Sam worded it. But anyway, he says that. And then and then um, Dean says, you know, well, you know, he's never forgiven himself, but Dean has. And then Dean says, all that matters, all that ever mattered is that we're together. And yes, that's an absolute gorgeous line. And then he says, "Spend drink your beer," <laughs> which we know translates to "I love you" <laughs> in Winchester. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but I, these, I love these that two episodes, and, and Sam when he was in the cage and saying, you know, he has faith in his family, faith in his friends, and mm-hmm. there's, there's just so so many really good good lines. I love when he tells Lucifer, my brother's going to walk through that door and kick your ass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, has, I love that. Yeah, yeah. He believed that Dean was going to come for him. You know, he wasn't worried that that no. wasn't going to happen. Yep, he knew Dean would be there. And I loved when he told um, Lucifer that he was not going to be his bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And he says, you know, I'll... 
I'm willing to die. I'm willing to watch my friends die, you know. And I was like, wow, that's hmm, that's that's quite an admission. But I know what he means because he can't say yes. He can't. He knows that. I mean, didn't work before. And oh, the scenes from Swan Song. Oh, oh I know. And hearing that music, hearing that music again. And... Mm-hmm. And when he says, you know, it's okay, Dean. I've got him. And I'm like, ah, I know. And poor Vita Dean. (laughs) I do. And then poor Dean's just just so beat up. He can't even speak, you know, that he's been beaten so badly. Oh, it just kills me. Seriously, best episode ever. Best episode Mm. ever. (laughs) And Benny's not here to try and argue and say it's not. That's okay, you know. You don't have to agree, but she, 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 you know, she can just sit there in her wrongness. That's all that matters. Yes, yes. <laughs> in her wrongness for swan song. <laughs> um, look at look at my old notes here. There's a lot going on. Um, the directing and, of course, um, surge. And the sets, and Jerry Wanick, everybody, I mean, hell, I cage, and the lighting, and, like, the background, you know, with the thunder and the lightning. I thought it was spectacular. It was very creepy, and it was very beautiful. It was beautiful, too. Yeah, Yeah, it was gorgeous. I I keep sitting there thinking, how on earth is this inside, you know, a studio? This is just how. It just looks so big and real. Mm. Mhm. Now, they were they were in they were actually in hell, right? And that's uh-huh. the yep, cage. Yep. But I thought, but didn't Rowena make Lucifer appear in? This is a different cage, right? No, this. But it's this is yeah yeah this is not the original cage. It's, you know, that original cage is the one they show hanging, you know, chains. Right, you know, they show it from the chains. Yeah. Okay. This is right. this is the one uh, Rowena did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of brother stuff, and, and you know, these, this is a very serious episode. You know, a lot of tragic, difficult, scary things happen. But when Dean is trying to call Sam and he's getting his voicemail and Dean's voicemail <laughs> is on Sam's phone and said, you know, Sam can't come to the phone. He's waxing everything. And then you hear <laughs> Sam like, Dean, what are you doing with my phone? <laughs> love it, love it. it just, I just love that he's waxing, Dean says, everything. Everything. <laughs> yep. It just made me laugh so much. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> oh, um, let me see. I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> I can't believe Lucifer kept telling Sam, and of course it's because he's charming and ma- manipulative. He says to um, Sam that he's not decisive, you know, right now, and he hasn't been decisive. I know he's just trying to manipulate him, but it bugged me because. Sam is decisive, damn it. <laughs> you know, it's just a different way. How can he compare it to 
the young Sam and the girl, you know, that was like a date right. or a study date, you know, it's like nothing like saying yes to an archangel, you know, anyway, <laughs> just manipulative Lucifer, I guess. Oh, and poor Dean um, getting, oh, I have to say, really smiting sickness. Really? <laughs> I, I was with yeah. him. He goes, that's a, he goes, that's a thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's a serious thing. It sounded so goofy. I mean, I, I don't disagree that something like that might happen because that was a huge, like, explosion and Amara in the darkness. And, you know, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if you got close, you felt the effects of it. But spiting sickness? <laughs> Doesn't that sound a little yeah. goofy? <laughs> very, very goofy, smiting sickness. And I don't really see a reason for that to have happened at all. There was no reason for Dean to have had smiting sickness. And they yeah. should have at least, if they're going to have it, come up with a better name. <laughs> yeah, that's just so silly. Well, instead of saying, like, ooh, smiting sickness, sounds like something Saturday Night Live would come up with, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it reminded me of um, ghost sickness and um, yellow fever. And at least ghost sickness kind of made sense. Smiting sickness, mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah, I mean, I actually am okay with there being some kind of effects, but Cass could have said to Dean, you must be feeling the effects of the angels smiting uh, Mara because that's a lot of power, you know, concentrated and going off and doing so. Okay, I'm okay with him saying something like that. I'm okay with Dean feeling sick and barfing everywhere. And I love how Dean got out of the car. It's like, oh, no, this is not happening in baby, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, I mean, and then he's like, and then Cass is like checking his eyes and his tongue and temperature like he's got the flu. And I'm like, no, same. Same. What is up with you? It's like, who decided to do that? No. <laughs> and I'm glad Dean shoved him away, you know, like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway. So that scene kind of worked for me and kind of didn't. (laughs) So anyway. I I did like Dean's faces when when Cassiel's checking him out, checking his eyes, checking his tongue, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, Mm -hmm. Dean was cracking me up, so. Jess mm-hmm. is always good with the comedy. He, yeah, I, he, he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was another great line in this. When when um, Dean arrives in, in hell, Billy, Billy has sent him with the, with the witch catcher. <laughs> and, and, Cass, and Crowley says, oh, don't worry about Sam. And Dean says, I'm sorry, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. I love that, too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I I liked how 
Cassiel when he just shows up there and she just looks over and says, hey. <laughs> you know, just real. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, and she's very cool. I, it gives me a feeling, though, you know, because you know, she's barely been in the show. This, was this only her second appearance? I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, her first episode, you know, she had that big, she was singing the death song. And, you know, they even had the actress singing the song for one of the promos that the crew made. So all of this and then how she was in this episode but a very small part makes me think she's going to have a much bigger part mm. in the story as, as it goes along. And how she keeps saying she's there to make sure Sam and Dean stay dead. And I'm really, really curious about how it's gonna the story's gonna go with her because I have I have a feeling she's gonna have a major part. I I agree. I think that I mean, yes, she had a big part in the whole thing with Sam in that first episode, and then this time she meets Dean, and that's and that reminded me of oh that's right. Um, Dean hasn't met her. There was really told her. There was really no reason for her. There was really no reason for it to be Billy. They could have used any demon, you know, Mm -hmm. any you know, any you know, demon number four, you know, to do that job. Mm -hmm. So there had to be a specific reason why they brought in Billy to do it. So I, yeah, I really think she's going to be part. Did they need a reaper to get Dean into hell, or it had to be a specifically a reaper to get him in? him into hell. But why didn't Crowley just get him in? That's what I started to say. Crowley could get him into hell anyway, you know, so they I wouldn't think they would necessarily need a reaper. Yeah. Right. But she had the next she had the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, It's a witch catcher. Did you know that's a real thing? Right. I didn't know that. Uh, I did not creepy. It is a real, it was a but, real thing. Because, again, another but, Disney name, Witchcatcher. <laughs> I'm like, really? And then I found out, oh, my God, it's a real thing. Ew. Um, so maybe that was it. Maybe it just happened to be, well, she had the antiquity that they needed and could get but it. But, again. And she just, and it was convenient that she could send them into hell. Hmm? But, again, there's no reason for it to have been Billy the Reaper had the, the Witchcatcher. It could have been anybody. And it didn't necessarily have, mm-hmm. have to be Billy. There was there was no reason to have her specifically. Yeah, and I don't I don't mind it that it was her. But you're right. It's it's like why, you know? And maybe it'll come clear later. But she did say that times, and it's good to have the King of Hell owe you a favor. So maybe she mm-hmm. decided that. Oh, you know, um, it is crazy times because. You know, monsters, it's the darkness, so everybody weird is getting together and working together um, on that. So maybe maybe that's it. But I think you're right. I think that she's going to have a much bigger part later in the season. I mean, we could be wrong, but she, but she's mentioned more than once now. And, and Dean says, you know, my brother says, you want to kill us. And she says, no. She says, when you die, I'm just going to make sure you stay dead. And it is different, <laughs> you know. Right, but, right. But but that'll be, I wonder if that's where the season is headed because they've mentioned that more than once. And that would be a difficult thing to come back from, 
you know, if if one or both of them die and Billy appears and says, this is it, guys, you know, you're not changing my mind. <laughs> um, and they need to deal with the fact that there is no death. Dean killed them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have, so, they have yeah. a, here we're halfway through the season, like you mentioned earlier, and we have not dealt with that yet. Right. So that, I hope, comes into play as the season goes on because that's very important. I mean, didn't Billy mention like you killed the boss or or your brother killed the boss or something like that? Or am I? I think I think so. And yeah, I think something so. similar. But the thing, yeah, if you know, like um, you know, when Lucifer, you know, I don't remember, you know, I don't. I've never understood being the king of hell. <laughs> you know, was there a previous king? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, yes. with Charlie, I don't, you know, because there was, Lucifer was in the cage, then he, um, you know, then he was out, and when they put him back in, Crowley became king of hell. So who was king of hell before? You know, I've always been confused about that. And so it's the same with death. It's like, so he says, you know, he's been around since, before God, and you know, he right. said that he would reap, and he said he would reap God, and all this. So he is very, very old. <laughs> but it, mm-hmm. you know, when when he died, did that? Was he the only person who could be the main death guy, or um, did that bring up somebody else in the ranks? You know, did they somebody get a promotion? I know. Is, is it, it like, like the Slayer when one dies? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is <laughs> 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 but is it? <laughs> well, and if it is, well, where are they? Because death has been death has been dead for a while now. You know, mm-hmm. where is the replacement? Right. So that is that is weird. I'm thinking she's gonna make herself death. Is she going to be the boss? I think Crowley just kind of decided there should be a king of hell, and it should be him. That's possible because <laughs> he was he was the head of the Crossroads Demons, right? Right, right. Ago. Yep. So maybe and he remember just said, he, he and Abaddon were both fighting for a while to be the leader of hell, mm-hmm. but nobody ever said. What happened to the leader of hell before? Who was it? Why were they suddenly? Why was that position suddenly open? Eh, I'm overthinking things, I know, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. They were fighting. That, you know, you're right. It's like, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. I guess it was yeah, important before. Uh, mm-hmm. With Billy, when they, when, you know, when she first showed up uh, at the beginning of the season, and she was singing the Oh Death song, I automatically assumed she would be the one taking Death's place. The fact that she right. has not yet done that, or maybe she has, and they just haven't told us that she has. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. I mean, she was very specifically cast, you know. And like you said, she came back again this episode when it probably wasn't necessary. So I I would hope it's going somewhere because they seem to have made a specific casting choice with her. And I like her. I think she's terrific. Oh, I, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. I, I love her she's attitude. So gorgeous. Yes. And beautiful voice and 
follow her on Twitter, and she seems so sweet, you know, and so nice, the actress. And I like you said, I love Billy. She's just like, okay, <laughs> to yeah. ask, you know, and nothing, nothing bothers her. Well, so I, I, I think that's really cool. Um, reading her comic book, Cass shows out of the blue. Hey, Cass goes back to the comic book. I love it. Yeah, and her comic book, I believe, is um, one of the Sandman comics from Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. which is has version has a version of Death in it. I think Death is a little girl. I, I haven't read them, but I know they're supposed to be terrific. But I believe in the Neil Gaiman Sandman universe, Death is a little girl, which is interesting. If, you know, if they go that route on Supernatural, I don't know if they would. They cast really creepy kids. <laughs> And they do a good job. Supernatural, yeah. That would be interesting. (laughs) Supernatural is the best of creepy kids. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Possible in this episode when they showed the little clip from Swan Song where Cass says, hey, ass butt. (gasps) And then Lucifer says, I still don't get that. (laughs) I think he was speaking for fandom (laughs) when he said that. And then he uh, says it again later, Cass, and that that took me out of the episode. That's like one line that I did not like. Um, and I, I thought don't it's actually. I, I don't think he said it. I you know I don't think Misha when they filmed that scene said that line. I think they brought it in, the editor or somebody, you know, just added it in. Whether it was actually in the script or not, I don't know. But it sounded exactly like the one from Swan Song, and to me, it felt like they just brought that in. You know, uh-huh. they cut cut that line into the scene, and yeah, I agree with you. It t- totally took me out of it. There's no reason for Castiel to have said mm-hmm. that again. Yeah, it's just weird. Considering, especially Castiel has seen Lucifer since then, because when he took Sam's um, craziness, Sam's Lucifer hallucinations, uh, you know, when he was in the mental mm-hmm. hospital. He was being plagued by Lucifer, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, but, yeah, that's just, again, I love the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I loved it. It just, I thought that was weird. Um, another funny moment was Billy made Dean give her the password, and he had to sing <laughs> Camp Town Rages. <laughs> funny. <laughs> and, you know, Dean can't sing, so. He didn't really sing it. He was annoyed speaking it, but it was funny. <laughs> um, what do you think? Um, a Cass, Cass finds Amara in the in the forest, and I, I'm so stupid. I didn't. It was like, why is it dark in the middle of the afternoon? And I was thinking it was an effect of sighting, but I guess it was that all the darkness. Amara is the darkness, so the darkness kind of leaked out and was everywhere. And she was smited, that's, and then she cursed. Go ahead. Yeah, that's that's what how I took it. It was dark because it was mm-hmm. her darkness. You know, I'm assuming mm-hmm. it was the darkness. You know that uh, in the season finale last year. You know, all that that comes spouting out of the ground. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm guessing it was part mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't. I just didn't connect it right away. I was thinking it was like an after effect of all the smiting, maybe, which, you know, is kind of right, but it's not the whole thing. But anyway, I realized I read it, I went, oh, that's right, that's right. I thought it was really cool. I thought that was really cool, that that it was dark in the middle of the afternoon. 
and it had just leached out of her. That was a neat effect. Mm-hmm. And okay. when Cass, yeah, and when Cass first sees her, he's in the sunlight, you know, which was kind of neat, you know, that he's coming to see the darkness, and there was also sunlight eventually when she <laughs> when she absorbed Ambriel <laughs> and uh, whatever. Um, anyway, she 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 tells Cass, "I have a job for you." And she tells him, you're all used up. And she's kind of, she says kind of the same things that Ambriel does. So now that's twice Cass has been told he's useless. And then she says, I've got a job for you. And then she obviously burns the words into his chest or carves them, whatever it was. I am coming. And then she sends him to hell. Right? To, yeah, is it like, yeah, is it like, is it a promise? Is it a threat? <laughs> um, I don't know. What did you think about that? That was a odd message. To be honest, I yeah, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I rewatched <laughs> that, that episode. Twi- <laughs> I rewatched that episode twice today, and honestly, I don't remember that scene. And I watched it. I didn't. I was paying attention. I wasn't doing something. At, at, you know, I, usually, you know, when I watch TV, I'm like coloring or something while I'm doing it. But mm-hmm. I was doing nothing at the same time and what, paying attention for the podcast. And I don't remember that. I remember it from the first. I remember that it happened because, yeah, mm-hmm. I, remember, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember seeing him with those words, but I don't remember seeing that again today. So I, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> My mind is blocked it out for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, it's weird. Is she like, she like, I guess she's just kind of sending a warning to Crowley to hell. Does she know Crowley? Or just in general to hell, I'm coming. I don't think she would care what... Crowley would be a bug to her. I don't think she would really care about him. Yeah, I I don't either. So what is she just warning everybody in hell in general? Or just anybody out there? Does she know Cass was headed to hell? To hell, you know? I have no no idea. I don't know. Oh, was it a message to Lucifer? Because she's, Ooh, she knows, maybe. you know, because maybe. she does know he is, he is a problem. She knows he is yeah. a problem. Yeah. So that, that could be, that could, could have been a message to Lucifer. Um, one thing I wish they had done a little bit, a little bit more and they kind of, Jensen added a little something and then, and then later on Lucifer says something. Dean, Dean went back to hell. The last time Dean was in hell, it was horrible <laughs> for him. Not that it wasn't horrible for Sam, too. They're both, you know, they've both been there, and it's horrible. But I thought, I wish there had been just a little bit more of Dean going back to that place. And, of course, there's no question he would go because that's where Sam was, and Sam needed help. And he did, I thought Jensen did a good job because he's going down the stairs into hell, and he's, he is a little hesitant, and then the look on his face when he sees the entrance to hell, you know, it's like he's probably thinking what happened to Dean last time. And then, of course, Lucifer says, aren't you scared? And he says, not one bit. And he's got to be. He's got to be after what he went through there. 
It's just I love Sam though too. that he's more. I I love though that he's more worried about Sam having to go back and deal with all that mm-hmm. than he was about mm-hmm. himself. And I, that's what I love about Dean. He's just such a mm-hmm. good good brother. He's such a good brother. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I liked him, and then, I i mean, Sam, too. I mean, you could see, I think you could see the effects of being there more on Sam than you could Dean, but he was there yeah. longer with Lucifer. I don't mean when he was actually in hell, he was there longer. So Dean, I think, was there longer. But but when he's, he was in the cage with Lucifer a lot longer than Dean. So, of course, he would have been much more affected, and he looked at Okay, but he still, you know, he didn't, he was hanging in there. Boy, I, I, both of them are amazing. Um, this episode and, and Into the Mystic, I enjoyed the brother stuff when one or the other was hurt, the other came running, you know, and tried to take care of them. And I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a, I love a good hurt comfort story. <laughs> and, and for a while, we had a lot of brother hurt and no comfort. It's not fair. You have, you have to have one and then the other. Whoa. Drop my phone. Um, so anyway, I can't help it. I enjoy that stuff, and we haven't had it in a while. Sorry. I mm-hmm. I said since you've mentioned Into the Mystic, did you want to talk about Into the Mystic? Because yeah, I agree with the Brother Comfort stuff. Because I remember you always through the years. That's always been your favorite thing. <laughs> Talking on the podcast, that's always been your favorite thing. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's been like a favorite thing, like all my fanish life. You know, I can't just talk about supernatural, um, but but supernatural does it like just the best. So it's probably like my favorite. Um, yes, we can talk about into um, the mystic. I'm going to take a last peek. Anything left in my notes? of devil in the details. Um, we talked about that. Um, I liked Crowley and Rowena fooling each other because she put the bag in his pocket so she could listen, and then he spiked her tea, <laughs> you know. So it was like they are they are family. It was obvious, you know. He's her he's her son for sure. Yeah, I love that too. And that they like that they like the same tea, honey, with a touch of milk, and yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, that was a great scene. Okay, I, I think we, I think we covered everything. Devil in the details. We can move on to Into the Mystic, which I, I loved this love. episode. I loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. I love, love, loved it. Was loved so good. It. it was fantastic. Dee having her on the show. I mean, you know, she was on ET and a thousand other things, you know, and uh, she's just, uh, love her. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's amazing getting her on our show. I think that was really big, too. Uh, You know, I think it was pretty cool getting um, Dee Wallace on the show. Um, And, but I have to say, who stole the show for me was Eileen. Mm -hmm. And, oh, she... I first of all, we're getting a female hunter, you know, which yeah, we've had some before in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But 
um, Shoshana Stern is her name. She, um, I, I, you know, we got a female hunter, and not only that, but she had, uh, you know, a disability. I guess you know is what you would say. She, mm-hmm. she's, she was deaf, and yet I loved how much Sam and Dean knew. You know, mm-hmm. they totally respected her. Did not, you know. Did not, mm-hmm. They didn't patronize you know, they, they, her. They, they didn't they, say, "No, not what do you think bit. you're doing hunting and as a as a deaf mm-hmm. person? You know, you're you're crazy. It's hard enough, you know." With, but and they just they just were impressed, you know, and they respected and when, her. And when, you're right. When Dean brought those gold knives back, and he says to her, "I assume you've you've got your own," you know, and <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I I I just I loved everything about her and her storyline, mm-hmm. and I I just. I think she's one of the best new characters they brought on the show in a long time, and I really hope we see her again because she she's just really really cool. She is. I totally agree with everything you said, and I I hope you know occasionally we get Jim Michaels or somebody listening. And if you guys are listening, <laughs> please <laughs> make note. Aileen was fantastic, and she survived. You know the episode. Yes. She wasn't killed. <laughs> she lived, and she was, and 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 she didn't just you know survive. I mean, she she worked with them to get the job done for the banshee, and she decided to keep hunting. And I loved her and Sam talking about law school and and everything. Um, and she says, "Well, you know what? I just it's I don't it's my life now." You know, and I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed with her that she could be deaf and hunt because it is an important. I mean, when you're a hunter, you need every advantage you can get. And I'm not saying she shouldn't do it. I'm just really impressed that it hasn't held her back. Hasn't really had much of an influence. I mean, we don't know how much she hunts or what or where. I mean, I don't think she deals with you know, the apocalypse or anything like, like Sam and Dean. And I guess they hadn't they hadn't heard of her. Right? No, uh uh-uh. I mean, and and, and oh, she's a woman of letters. Yes. A legacy. <laughs> Even so I love how proud they, Sam is when he says, We're legacies you know, I love that he's so proud. <laughs> they you know, they really need to invite her to the bunker sometime, you know, and show her around. Mm-hmm. Let her, let her see, you know. Why not? What? Everybody else can get in, no problem. Gee, exactly, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, anyway, but yes, she, I, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh my gosh, she needs to come to the bunker. She should see um, um, where she comes from, you know, where her family comes yeah. from and what they do and everything. Oh, yeah. I really hope she comes back. She's amazing. And I don't want her to die. I want her to hang around. <laughs> Yes, yes. And Dee Wallace was wonderful. Oh, I loved her and her, how she kept coming on to uh, Dean. So funny. (laughs) So, so good. It's like, yep, who can blame her? Who can blame her? (laughs) It it was was just wonderful. I I laughed so much, and I... I love flustered Dean because he's usually so together, you know, and so confident about his hunting and and flirting with the girls and everything. And then I just love when somebody manages to just fluster him, you know, <laughs> like that. 
It's just adorable. He's like, your your hand is still on my knee. <laughs> and she's like, well, I could move it up. And he's like, okay, <laughs> you know, we're done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and then he and Sam have the Golden Girls conversation. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah, that was so funny. And the, But the whole time I'm thinking, where was this conversation back in um, uh, season two, um, Red Mo- Red Sky Red Sky at Morning or whatever the name of that episode was. Uh, yes. was Gert, uh the old mm-hmm. woman who was coming on to Sam the whole episode. It's like, where was this Golden Girl discussion then? You know, because yeah, Sam had the same thing going there. Definitely. Um. And I, I liked that it was an actually really nice retirement assisted living facility. <laughs> you know, I mean, Mildred seemed it seemed like a good place. You know, for for the people they seemed to make the decision to be there, and and um, um, I liked Dee Wallace's uh, the Mildred's background as a Patsy Cline tribute band singer. It's <laughs> just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. And I like how they explained how she knew um American Sign Language. She had a granddaughter who was deaf. And um and I also enjoyed um when Sam tried to say thank you and did it wrong. <laughs> And I laugh because the way the way Sam did it is kind of a slightly rude gesture in Italian. <laughs> right. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> and, and and he's like, well, you know, he's sorry. And she's like, well, at least you tried. You know, she's like, people don't even try. Some people don't even try. So it's okay. <laughs> but, yeah. And then she read their lips, and that's probably an advantage for her as a hunter because she doesn't have to eavesdrop on somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, she's trying to to find out information. She can just sit in the same room and have a good view, you know, of their, of their face. So, yeah. So that's it. But yeah, she, she just read their lips and I confess to a shallow moment of loving that close up on Dean's, uh, Lips and face, very, very pretty, <laughs> <laughs> very shallow. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought the monster was cool. I don't think we've we've seen a banshee before. I thought that was really she was creepy. Okay, here's my only, probably my very, my only complaint about mm-hmm. the show. I like that we mm-hmm. had a banshee, um, but. Maybe this is what they're going for. I don't know. First of all, let me let me preface this with saying I love our visual effects team. Love them. They mm-hmm. do some things that you know that we can't. We don't even know their visual effects because they're so good. They look mm-hmm. real, and I, I, we mm-hmm. have we have the best visual effects team. I love our visual effects team. There, preface there. I've said it. But that banshee to me was the face was just so cartoony. I could not take it serious. At all, and mm-hmm. maybe they were going for a cartoon look. I I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot. I know a lot of other people thought differently. A lot of people were. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about how scary it was and everything. But to me, it just looked totally. Her face and her hair was just 
not realistic at all, very fake. And every time she mm-hmm. would show up, it would take me out of the episode. And sure. but that's just that may just be me. May you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. But to me, it was like that was the only thing in the episode that I didn't like. Hmm. Um, I thought she was pretty creepy. I mean, I can I can see what you're saying because I think except for the scene where she's stabbed at the end, because that looked like an actual real person to me, like a stunt person or an actress. Um, and Jim Michaels, all... did, Jim Michaels mm-hmm. did tweet that she is a stunt actress who played her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she was a, a person at some point. Yeah. But lots of times she was supposed to, I thought she was all special effects. So maybe that was it. I did feel like sometimes it was flat and not as dimensional, you know, as a, as a real person would have been. Just a little bit. But I was okay with it. I didn't I didn't get taken out of the episode. It wasn't enough to take me out. I thought she was, I thought Her it was pretty creepy. Her name was um, Atlin Mitchell, the stunt woman mm. who played her. She's, according to Nicole Baer, um, who is editor for Supernatural, she tweeted, the talented actress playing the band, she is at Atlin Vera, a stunt woman for Arrow and a Cirque du Soleil acrobat. So, yeah, huh. she's a very, very strong athletic woman. Um, mm. But, the yeah, the face and the hair, the body and all look perfect. Maybe it's because she's a real mm-hmm. person. But the face and the hair was just t- too cartoony for me. And when I mentioned mm-hmm. it on Twitter, a friend of mine tweeted um, to me, uh, um, I don't watch Harry Potter. I've never seen any of the Harry Potter movies. But she said it made ah. it look like these sort um, these fish that were in a lake or a pond or something in Harry Potter. Oh, and yes. she tweet, yeah. tweeted me a picture, and I'm like, yep, that, that looks like them. Yes, um, they were they were um, the, the mermen. Yeah, they were the creatures at the bottom of the lake. It was Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And, yeah, they were very creepy. It's not like you usually think of a mermaid like Ariel, you know. <laughs> From, right. From <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. But yeah, yeah, she's right. They they were very similar to that. But Harry Potter ones were really creepy. But you know, they have a movie budget, <laughs> you know, of you know, built a few million dollars. So poor Supernatural. <laughs> you know, but I think they, yes, our visual effects what they were going do amazing for? work. Mm-hmm. If that was what they were going for, they they were perfect. They they got it. They knocked it. They got it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. I liked Sam having nightmares. We've seen Dean have nightmares. Now we've seen Sam have nightmares, and he gets up and. Cleans his weapons and guns and that sort of thing. I, you know, and I have a thing for Dean and his bathrobe. His <laughs> <laughs> dead man robe. Yep, and I just—it's just so odd to me that Dean has a bathrobe and wears slippers. You know, he's like a hunter, and and you know he's got to be ready, and he's just sleeping his clothes, you know, and everything, and. I like that he's I think, comfortable there. Hmm? Yeah, that that's exactly what I was going to say. I think it's because for the first time 
since he was basically a baby, because you can say six, what, how, you know, he was six or younger when, um, maybe four, was he four, when Mary died. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is basically the only home he's ever, you know, he's ever had. And so, yeah, and as we've seen in this show has pointed out many times through the years, that's what Sam, that's what Dean secretly wants. He, you know, he won't mm-hmm. admit it, but that's what he wants. He wants a home. And mm-hmm. he finally has one. So, yeah, when he's there, he's going, taking up all the advantages of being living at a home. You know, wearing his robe, wearing his slippers, you know, <laughs> full nine yards. <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy. Did you see the um, explanation for the initials uh, monogrammed on the robe? I did. From Ben Edmund. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. And that Ben Edmund thinks that. Tyrone Power would be a um, a man of orders. <laughs> so well, that's cool. Cool to find out. <laughs> oh, my notes. Nightmare Sam is sad but pretty. <laughs> uh, perfect notes. That, that never you couldn't have said it better. I was perfect. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. His hair Looking, was very pretty um, in this episode. Just glancing in our chat room right now. If you don't know, we have a chat room on Blog Talk Radio during our podcast. And um, Samantha Tate mentions that the actress that played Eileen was also in Jericho. And that was something I did want to bring up as well. She was in, um, she, um, her character, of course, because the actress was deaf, uh, was deaf on Jericho. And probably one of my favorite TV scenes ever was the scene where her character had died. Um, I don't know anybody in here to watch Jericho. Richard Spate Jr. was also in it. Um, her character had died, and she, her body's laying in the morgue in the body bag, and um, her brother is there, and it's the most beautiful scene. He's saying goodbye to his sister, and, you know, she's dead, but he's still signing. He, you know, he's signing her, his message, his goodbye to her. And every time I think about it, I get chills. It was just one of the most beautiful scenes mm-hmm. ever, and that was with you know that actress. Mm-hmm. And it's just very, very heartbreaking scene. I, and I mm-hmm. love that they had him signing to her because normally they would have the actor you know saying the scene, the words, mm-hmm. and he signed his goodbye message to her. And I, I just love oh, that. That is beautiful. Um, her her name when she was um um undercover as the cleaning uh crew mm-hmm. was was Marlene and I just wondered if it was like meant to be a little bit close to Marley, Marley Mat Matlin, who is another Ooh. deaf actress. I wonder, yeah. And yeah, and she was on a show called Reasonable Doubt many years ago. She played an attorney and Mark Herman played a cop that worked with her. And Jim Beaver was on Reasonable Doubt. So I said, well, that'd be kind of cool if, if they did name her for, to be similar to Marley Matlin and Jim Beaver was on the show. I mean, who knows, but made me think of it. Um, anyway. Um, I liked the flashback, like at the very beginning, with baby, baby Eileen. <laughs> and they said, um, her mother said to the father, the one word I know in Gaelic. 
I learned years ago, so I thought that was cool. She says she calls him Makushla, and that means dear one or cherish. Okay, you're better than me. I didn't get that, so you're good. (laughs) (laughs) But I only know it because my best friend in um, high school, high school, and we're still dear friends, um, is, was, is Irish. Last name was Sheehan. And they had a dog, and they named her Makushla. <laughs> and she goes, oh, her name is, is in Gaelic. It means dear one and cherish. So I know because they named, they named their dog Makush <laughs> for short. But that's like one of the very few words I know in Gaelic. So but I was like, oh, I got all excited because I'm like, hey, that's the word. I know that. <laughs> and um Okay, remind me, because I, I may go off on a tangent on this one thing I want to say, but remind me of X-Files. I want to mention something about X-Files. Um, okay. One thing, this the description for this episode from the CW was um, Sam and Dean investigate a case where people are suffering violent deaths after hearing a mysterious song. Mm. They did not hear songs. It was a noise. Mm-mm. You know, they, they, they would hear this noise. So I wonder if originally... They were going to use the song Into the Mystic because Jim Michaels mm. tweeted that um, Van Morrison um, did not give him permission to use it. So I wonder right. if originally it was going to be the song Into the Mystic that they heard and they had to change it. Um, hmm. But hmm. the extra thing I was going to mention to you, did you think of uh, when Sam and Dean first pull up to the retirement home, and the song that's playing um, is was the song um, play that played in Exiles episode Home with the Peacocks, um, and that that it's I think to myself it's a wonderful, wonderful, you know that song, right? Um, yeah. And and all I could think about when that song was playing was like, oh my God, don't play this song. The peacocks will show up. Don't play this. <laughs> and. Uh, and especially, you know, since X Files is, you know, back for this sixth um, episode, which, oh my God, the best thing ever! I've been so excited, but um, I know <laughs> it has been very for exciting. Um, for those who might have watched the first X Files episode that came back this um, last this past Sunday, and maybe watched the last X Files movie, um, the the house that um, is Mulder's house. Uh, was used in several Supernatural episodes. It was Kane's house. Um, it was in the first the first episode with um, Gordon, and um, it was in uh, uh, the episode with Kronos. And, you know, it's been in several episodes. But what I wanted to mention specifically, since they showed Swan Song flashbacks in um, several in the details, if you drive behind that house, because okay. I did one of the supernatural location tours of what Hamilton does for VanCon. I I think this was the very very first no, it was the second one. The second location tour that they did and we did it. Um Wes Hamilton took us to that house and then um we walked behind the house and there's a field and in that field is where Stull Cemetery. They they used it the field behind that house for Stull Cemetery where the hellhole is. And hmm. also, um there in that field behind the house um, that was used for Mulder's house and used for Kane's house was a little abandoned house. And it was just a little bitty house. 
And while I was there on the location tour, I had a picture of it because I was like, who knows, maybe this house will be used in another episode, in a future episode or something. Well, now five years later, five years since <laughs> I did that location tour, that house was used in the first X-Files episode of this year, Sveta, anybody who watched it, the character of Sveta, that house um, that was Sveta's house in it, um, that's the pic- That's the house that I took a picture of. It's in the field um, that was used for Stoll Cemetery, and it's behind the house. So basically, Sveta lived in Mulder's backyard. So long, long story short, Long story short, that was the <laughs> – I was basically wanted to say this X-Files story. So, And those of you listening who don't watch X-Files, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I watched X-Files and, and still am watching the X-Files, so I enjoyed the story. And, um, okay, good. I, 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 it'd be so fun to cross over X-Files and Supernatural. It would just be so great. But Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, except on in Supernatural X Files is a TV show because, of course, Dean mm-hmm. Dean calls Sam a redheaded woman. <laughs> yeah. Older, so anyway. Yeah, unfortunately, it can never happen. But yeah, I think I think um, Mulder mm-hmm. and Dean would get along really well. Mhm. Yes. Um, Sam and Scully. Sam and Scully can be over to the side making fun of Dean and Mulder. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I would love it. That'd be so cool to have David or Jillian guest star on Supernatural. That's just... Oh, that's, oh, I don't know if I can um, stand it. I know. I would die. <laughs> I know. It'd be the last episode I'd ever see. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Um, unless unless they have TV in heaven, so... Or hell, whichever <laughs> one I go to. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Purgatory. <laughs> Which apparently is also... Um, a, a ski trail <laughs> somewhere in Right, Jensen tweeted that picture, right? <laughs> I like his hashtag, I got this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here we go again. He says, he's adorable. For someone who couldn't stand social media, he really does well at it. He, and he's, mas- he's mastered it in a very short time. Yes. <laughs> and I like how... Um, this is a tangent, but it's Jared and Jensen, so close enough. He credits Jared with the picture, and then in the picture with Jared and the moose, it's credited to Jensen. It's like, yeah. like don't you dare post that picture. You better tell him I took it. It's very cute. It made me laugh. It's like um, there was uh, a year a year or two ago, um, Jared tweeted a Easter picture, him and Thomas wearing bunny sunglasses. And um, then he had to tweet again and say, um, Jensen made me tweet that um, that he took that picture. He made me tweet again to <laughs> give credit to him for the picture. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I thought at the beginning of Into the Mystic when, you know, Sam hasn't left the bunker in days. Dean is worried. He's trying to talk him into a case, and he's like, you know, it's only 15 minutes away. And Sam's like, well, you know, what about Amara? Zero on Amara. Um, And then he says, well, what about Cass? And um, um, he says, Cass is fine. He's always fine. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was... 
that was odd because he's not always fine. <laughs> 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 I almost like, hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought it was odd of Dean. I guess maybe Dean is, Dean's number one is Sam. So maybe he was thinking, well, we'll check on cast later, but I got to take care of Sam kind of, you know, I guess. Mhm. I guess that was it. That <laughs> was kind of funny. Cass is fine. He always somehow is fine. I'm like, <laughs> have you met Cass? No. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, <he's> fine. <laughs> um, and then there's Cassifer is sitting in the park, and the other angel sneaks up on him. How does he know what? that Cass is Lucifer? Lucifer, I think they can. I think they can, can they recognize. Tell? Yeah, because that's happened before. Okay. Yeah, that's happened before in the show that they can, you know, even though their vessel, you know, mm-hmm. is different than the person, they can still tell who the, who the angel is inside. Yeah, and where is Cass? Is he in there? He would still have to be in there because I think it would be the same as when Sam was possessed by Lucifer. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Sam Sam was still there, so. Yeah. I know there's been a lot of confusion about um, how, you know, how can um, Lucifer, you know, possess Castiel because it's actually Jimmy's vessel. It's not Castiel's vessel. But I think it's, um, but it has to be just because, you know, Jimmy's dead. You know, we got confirmation finally, you know, mm-hmm. last year. Was it last year, year four? Uh, there's been mm-hmm. so many seasons, I'm getting them all mixed up now. Um, but yes. we finally got confirmation <laughs> that Jimmy's dead. And so Jimmy's in mm-hmm. heaven. So now the sole owner of that vessel, of that body, would be Castiel, who, you know, is in it. So that's how he was able to get permission mm-hmm. for Lucifer to possess it. Hmm. Yeah. Please. Now, yeah, for, to me, the question is, and I understand it's because it's TV is the answer. <laughs> but, um, how um, Lucifer can can have um, Mark Pellegrino, whose character originally was Nick, how he can have that vessel still? Because when Lucifer fell in the hellhole, he was possessing Sam, and so, mm. yeah. But, again, I know the answer is because it's TV, so <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that is the answer. That is puzzling as well. Um, I liked how when Sam and Dean showed up at the at the retirement home that it was Dean who was thinking, hey, you know, maybe this is something we could do in the future. And Sam's like, nope, you know, not going to make it that far. Because it's usually the other way around, you know. Dean's usually the one where it's, you know, we're hunters. We're not gonna, we're not gonna make it that long and all that. So I thought it was kind of neat. It was, it was turned around, of course, until the end when Sam. Um, and he saves also, the, and he saved the brochure. That yeah. you know, I love that he. I love that Sam has a box of treasures, and he added yeah. that brochure to the box of treasures. I love that. Yeah, I love it. It's a keep a keepsake box, you know, and I just yep. I love yep. what's in there. He's got he's got the 
amulet from the 200th episode amulet, not the real amulet. And there I'm was hoping some speculation. the real amulet's in there somewhere. I know Jim Michael said no, but I'm hoping it's actually <laughs> it's <in there> somewhere. <laughs> well, well it, well, it could be, but I know there was speculation that the cord, there's like a cord in there. You can see a little bit of metal, uh, like, a, like a ring on it, and it looks like there's a charm at the end, and it's close to the other amulet, and and there's a ring also in there. And and well, maybe it's both amulets are in there, and whatever. And Jim, Jim, like you said, Jim tweeted like, no, the um, the the original amulet is not in there. But you're right; it just because we didn't see it doesn't mean it's not in there. It's just. But Jim said, you know, it's got to come back at a. It's got to be a really special need, a special time, a special episode because that amulet is so special. So I don't disagree with that, but I, I I think it's in there somewhere. I have no doubts that Sam went back for it. I hope. <laughs> you know, I don't think he would leave it there. And, and I know um, the rings, you know, people wonder, is it Dean's ring? You remember when Dean used to wear all mm-hmm. the jewelry? You know, he had a necklace, he had mm-hmm. a ring, he had a bracelet. and Or, and some people are questioning, maybe it was John's ring, or um you know, we can't see the size. It's possible maybe it was a ring of Jessica's or maybe it was a ring of Mary's. You know, we can't mm-hmm. necessarily see if it's man size or woman size. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's tough to tell. I mean, it could definitely be <clears throat> um, John's wedding band, Mary's wedding band. Could have been a ring of Jessica's, like you said. I think it's really cool. I mean, I could see, man, you could take just a whole episode on that keepsake box, you yes. know? Yeah, seriously. And yeah, it was I, just, like, it was, I thought it was, and the pictures, baby Jensen and baby Gerald. I, here's the thing, though. I love that. I love when they use actual pictures of young Jensen and young Jared for young Sam and young Dean. But when they do that, though, they don't look anything like the actors on the show who play young Sam and young Dean, you know. So. <laughs> uh, it's TV. <laughs> you know, it's you know we've seen Dylan Everett as Dean in that you know the age that Dean would have been in right. that picture. You know, we've seen Dylan Everett playing that age. They don't mm-hmm. look alike. But again, yeah, it's TV, mm-hmm. so I, I I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. one of the cool. Um, one of the coolest series I saw, there's a deck of cards in there. And I like somebody said um, there's a deck of cards from when um, Sam played with the man witch, <laughs> you know, in um, the episode where Chad Everett played Dean. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, you know, I, there, I, that's I like the, and you see a baseball. There's a baseball in there, like maybe an autographed baseball or maybe like it's like a, uh, I don't know, memory, you know, though it, it did remind me that John used to take Adam to the baseball games, you know. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, Adam. Anyway, uh, I know. Oh, um, Adam. We did get an Adam mention, though. Well, not Adam specifically. We got a Michael mention. We got a Michael mention, which would have to go yeah. back to Adam, I would guess. So. And we did see Adam um, as Michael go going into the hellhole with Sam. So yeah, yeah. Around, at least. See, Gable, um, you yeah, are not forgotten. 
Yeah, and then there was a baseball in there. And, yeah, I, I loved that box. Isn't the box itself important? I, I, I want to say it was Henry's or something. And I, I just love the idea of a box like that, and I love that it's gone everywhere with Sam, and he's been adding things yeah. to it, you know, mm-hmm. over the years. It was just really cool. Yeah, because um, we should – go ahead. You got to think about it. he's kept that box. Yeah, you know, you know he at least you know he's kept that stuff. You have to think since he was a kid, so he's carried around mm-hmm. with him through all the years in the Impala, all the years mm-hmm. you know when he was gone to college. You know he's had that box with him and kept it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I wonder, like, you know, when when Sam was gone. Did Bean have it, have care of it? You know, where has it been in and out of storage? I mean, how, you know, like where was it? You know, I mean, I if it's important. Does Dean know about the box? He might. And there was yeah. the, the picture, the picture in there that Sam used to convince Dean to to not kill him. You know, defy death. And not killing and from the mark ups- of Cain. And I'm still upset that Jeopardy Morgan was ta- was removed from that picture. I know it's because you know of legal reasons. Apparently, um, mm-hmm. you know they didn't get they didn't get permission. You know, weren't able to get permission to use Jeopardy Morgan's image and all that stuff. But it's like he was originally in that photo. <laughs> you know, years ago yes. when we saw that photo, he was there, and now he's magically yes. disappeared. <laughs> I know. I know. I didn't like that. Um, we should we should mention. I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, the writer for this episode was Robbie Thompson, and it was directed by John Badham. So yeah, like a icon, directing icon, John Badham, and of course, Robbie, a longtime supernatural writer. Um, and, and I think he did a great did job. Not, it it did not feel at all like a Robbie Thompson episode. You know, his episodes usually have a you know a certain feel to them. I don't. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But they um, usually, you know, have like a specialness to them. And 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 whereas this was an extremely good episode, there wasn't a uh, mm-hmm. what's the word? Um, what's the word I'm thinking? Of? Like you know, he wrote all he wrote most of the Charlie episodes, and you know he wrote. Flash fiction mm-hmm. had two, you know, had two Sams and two Deans, and you know, he mm-hmm. always usually writes the episodes that have something different about them. And this one, where it, you know, it, it was it was a regular normal episode, with, and but it was an extremely good episode, and probably one of my most favorites. It would Flash Fiction's my favorite Robbie Thompson episode. This would probably mm-hmm. be my second. This will probably be right below Flash Fiction mm-hmm. as my favorite Robbie episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This was this was terrific, and um, it didn't. I mean, there's some real like emotional moments in it, but I thought they were well done, you know, and uh, not over the top or anything like that. And yeah, I just and yeah, I just like you said, it's just sort of a basic monster of the week but but it 
managed to further everything a little bit. I mean, we had um, Cass in the bunker, Cassifer in the bunker rummaging around, and then Dean showing up and Cass, like, Cassifer just rolling his eyes like, oh, great, you know, now I've got to deal with him. And then him playing Cass. But then Dean notices something's kind of off. And then Sam says, well, something's always kind of off about Cass. Which is true. <laughs> but, but I like that, that Dean should be aware of all of how Cass is off. So if he's mentioning Cass is off, then there's got to be, he's got to be off in a different way to Dean, you know, for him to notice. Anyway. What do you think Cassifer was looking for? Because I don't think he was, I don't think he was looking for Amara thing. Because he knows more about Amara than Sam and Dean would know. So mm-hmm. what do you think he was looking? What do you think he was looking for? Yeah, what is he looking for? Is there something there that he needs to defeat Amara? I mean, I know he has the knowledge, but is there something there? Um, is he just as a side, as a tangent, as a side project? Is he after Sam because he's angry because Sam said no? You know, I don't know. And of course, it is the Men of Letters bunker. That's another thing Cass did. He get Blanche to Lucifer to go right into the anywhere Sam and Dean are, you know, because they trust Cass. So, yeah, bad idea. <laughs> All the way around. It's all very yeah. interesting. Hmm? It's all very, very interesting. Yes. Um, we had some classic moments, like there was a grave digging. There was a salt <gasps> yes, and burn. We haven't, had a good, we haven't had a good salt and burn in such a long time. I love seeing that. <laughs> and I I um I love uh Sam saying and then Sam says to Dean, I thought you wanted to go out in a blaze of glory because they have the like, you know, live old enough to retire in a retirement home conversation and Sam says <laughs> um, I thought you were gonna go out in a blaze of glory um while the song was playing. <laughs> and that's yeah. a Bon Jovi song, in case anybody does not know that. And it was it was written for the movie Young Guns too. In fact that whole soundtrack is great. And I I made myself laugh because you remember in X Files when somebody mentions Purple Rain to Mulder and he says, great album, deeply flawed movie. (laughs) You can also say that. You can also say that about Young Guns 2 and the soundtrack, you know, great album, (laughs) deeply flawed movie. (laughs) I highly recommend the soundtrack and there's some great songs on there that totally fit Sam and Dean, especially Blaze of Glory is one of them. So, yeah, that that was fun. (laughs) And I was like, um, Dean tired out digging and he left Sam to do it. He's like, you got this. (laughs) You finish it. Yeah, and then Dean just sits down in the cooler and drinks a beer. (laughs) The green cooler. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Every time I go to yard sales or flea markets, I'm always looking for one of those coolers. Oh. (laughs) Um, Okay. Now... When they go when they go to the grave to dig it up, the man's name is um Jake Townsend. 
And I know that Supernatural has kind of played loosely with the actual time the show is supposed to take place. But they've also kind of gone back and forth and like, well, what year are they actually in? But either somebody remembered and that's why particular year was on the gravestone or it's a goof because Jake Townsend died March 18th, 2016. He oh. died in the future. Yes. <laughs> and Interesting. The, I, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. And of course, Supernatural, it took a year jump, right? A couple they seasons did that ago. A couple they times. Seemed to, yeah, so is that why? Did they remember that? Is this continuity <laughs> or what? Uh, yeah, it's a question for Jim Michaels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if he's listening, <laughs> Jim. What year is it? <laughs> yes. What year is it on the show? Uh, um, oh, oh, and another like, beautiful um, direction and lighting and everything when they're standing on the edge of the grave. The wind blows Sam's hair in the, and also yeah. I love, it was so pretty and then the firelight on their faces, I thought that was really nice direction. Um, so let's see. We talked about Mildred. So many Cute lines from her. Um, yeah, they really need to do something um, about the fact that pretty much anybody can get into the bunker. You'd think they would have that thing warded and protected up the wazoo. You know, I mean, the right. signs could yeah, get in. Right. Know, yeah. It's just ridiculous. You know, and it's it's. Hmm. I mean, I can I can actually see how how Cassifer got in because he's Cass and he is trusted and he could get past whatever, or you know, or they would let him pass. But this is getting silly. They need to do something about that. Um. Oh. When. Sam towards the beginning when Sam is talking to Mildred in her apartment and she jokes about the poster for her Patsy Cline tribute band and she goes oh she goes that was back before she got so good I got so good looking and Sam just turns and he gives her the biggest smile like you know we don't see those smiles too often and it was so it was so good to see it I mean he was just genuinely happy for a minute you know he got a kick out of her comment it amused him it was just a big smile (laughs) I liked it uh-huh. And I like that line. It's like I like that line. I'm gonna have to use that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that Dean tells Cass that he's already had two shots at taking out Amara, and he couldn't do it. And now, of course, Cassifer knows that that Dean has issues. <laughs> so, hmm. and can Lucifer take out Amara? Because he'll be doing it on his own this time. 
he even he says it. I mean, all the other archangels are gone. God is who knows where. Is he going to try and recruit? Again, hmm? like I said earlier, like I said earlier in the episode, I have no idea. <laughs> they, they've, they've got me on on this storyline. I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> what I'm and, really hoping for, though, every time they mention that Amara is God's sister, I keep all I can think about is how much I want to see um, Chuck and Amara have a scene together. I want mm-hmm. that so bad. That would be wonderful. They've, they've got to bring Rob Benedict back before the end of the season. They have to. I know. I would love that. Uh, and it's so logical. I mean, they've talked about God so much. You think he'd pop up a, sometime, you know. Um, He's off playing skee-ball, I guess. Yeah. Anybody who watched, who watched Dogma. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love that movie. And I remember, and at the time when it came out, there were certain, you know, factions of the audience, our possible audience, saying how um, anti-religion it was and and, um, blasphemous and all that. I'm like, okay, have you seen the movie? Because it's probably one of the biggest, most reaffirming faith of your faith movies I have ever seen. Yes, (laughs) I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, a good movie. Anyway, it's really, really good. Anyway, um, okay, this is a nitpick, a small nitpick. I love this episode, small nitpick. Banshee um, was preying on the vulnerable, vulnerable, correct? Right. Isn't ev- isn't everyone in a retirement home vulnerable? There's all sorts of health yeah. issues and problems. And, like, hmm. That's kind of why the Banshee was there, probably, because, like, hey, I could stay here forever feeding on everybody in here. So, eh, anyway. But that's, you know, um, it's not it's not big enough of an issue to stop me from loving the episode. Yeah, I, I, it, mm-hmm. it, was, it was great. It was, it was fun. It was mm-hmm. good. It had... Had um, strong characters, good storyline, great acting. Mm-hmm. I, it, mm-hmm. it, it was, I liked everything about it, except I'm mm-hmm. sorry, VFX team, because I love you, VFX team. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, except, except for the Banshee. <laughs> yes. Um, I just saw in my notes, it goes back to Dean and Cassifer talking, and then Dean saying, you know, he's scared. He can't stop it. He can't resist it. This weird attraction or whatever it is to Amara. And I wrote in my notes, will Cassifer use Dean as bait? So, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if they have this attraction. It does, yeah. You know, so he's going to use Dean as bait somehow. And they made a point in this episode and talked about how they didn't, how they felt bad about using Mildred as bait, so they specifically mm-hmm. used those words. So. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> and I liked Mildred and Eileen having the fine conversation about Sam and Dean. <laughs> how how Mildred says, I'm not much of a mountain climber anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then Eileen says, are you sure you don't want both? <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> 
And I love, I love the conversation, um, how she um, likes to watch them go as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, oh, another thing that I... Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I, I was have a question say that after that. Usually, um, it's Dean who makes the connections with people, you know, during cases. Mm-hmm. And I love that Sam and Eileen connected. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, he, and mm-hmm. we, we hardly ever see that. And um, their last conversation there as she was leaving and... She was saying, you know, you can call me, but I won't answer. And uh, yeah. I thought that was so funny. And the actress <laughs> tweeted that um, the director just told them to say whatever they wanted to, at, at, you know, in that scene. And that's what Jared and her came up, that you know, Jared and her just on the fly, that's what they said, you know. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was. It was just great. I love it. You can call me. It's like, and, and, and awesome. Sam, Sam found a friend. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, because Sam, Sam, Sam does friend. not. <laughs> Sam does not have many friends. No, I, I just, and that's why I think she should come back and come to the Men of Letters bunker, and Sam could give her a tour, you know, and and it would be great. And did you notice that Sam and and Aileen were both wearing like their green hunter jackets at the end? You know, that kind of uniform. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh huh. I like that. <laughs> Oh, very, very cute. And you know, actually, what just really, really bothered me in this episode was Dean banging his head on the wall over and over <gasps> yeah. again. Yes. Yeah. Oof, that was that was I ooh, that was painful and uh, you know they're all I can, course, he's caught all up I to Sam now. <laughs> Yes, that's what I was going to say. It was, all I kept thinking was, I'm sorry, Dean, but I'm glad it was you and not Sam who got effect, affected by the banshee because Sam's brain could not handle that much damage. It's had too much already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Um, and to hit his head so much, he wasn't injured nearly enough. But again, TV, I get it. But, he um, had to have a but killer yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, both Sam and Dean, or at least one of them, you know, if a monster doesn't get them first, they're going to have that um, head trauma issue that the football players get from having multiple concussions. Yeah. But they can't yeah. figure out they have That's until, all. you know, they pass away and they do an autopsy. But, um, yeah, it makes them you know, ascends them into depression and anxiety and suicide attempts and all that. So I, that's a little too much reality, I guess, and <laughs> supernatural. But, but yeah, it, that upset me, seeing Dean doing that over, I mean, over and over again. And, but I loved how um, Eileen got Mildred to go do the symbol so she could be free to get the knife to kill the baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's good. Um, yep. 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 <laughs> and when when Mildred tells Dean um the sunset's almost as gorgeous as you are and you hear Sam in the background oh, yeah. go, Ha <laughs> <laughs> And you see Dean turn around and look at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was very cute. Very funny. 
Yeah. Oh, more notes on Dean talking to who he thinks is Cass is actually Cass of her, and he says, you know, he's he's scared of Amara, and please don't tell Sam, which is you know, it's a bad idea, Dean. You shouldn't keep stuff from Sam. And then Cass says, oh, you won't be alone. And well, that's for sure. And I, it just made me feel bad that Cass Cassifer is playing to his friendship with um, he and Dean. So he'll trust him. So he is really yeah. moving towards using him as bait. I, I really do think so. Ugh. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, and I liked Sam and um, Eileen talking about how revenge isn't all it's cracked up to be, you know, and that Sam wouldn't hunt without Dean. You know, he's had my back even when I let him down. You're like, oh, Sam. I love those conversations. So many good yeah. brothers, brother lines, so many good ones. I know, and the best, and God, I, I sounded like a broken record when Sam didn't um, look for Dean in purgatory, and it made me crazy. I said, I know he would look. This is really bothering me. There's got to be a reason, and there was no reason. And at the time, it was like, well, you know, it was that was the reason. Sam said, um, "We, I promised him, you know, we promised each other he wouldn't look, and I was just going to live my life. And so many fans were like, okay with that. And I'm like, I will never be okay with that. And and finally, Sam says, I should have looked for you. Now, there was word choice. Um, and I, I, I love that Sam and Dean talk about um, what Lucifer did, you know, kind of taking him Sam down memory lane and supposedly showing him, you know, his biggest failures and all that. And um, Dean starts to interrupt Sam and Sam says, let me finish. And he says, "Um, I should have looked for you, but I stopped. But then wasn't it implied that Sam never started to look for him because we agreed not to. But when you go back to the season, wasn't he kind of looking? Wasn't he looking for Dean at first? Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, um, he was like he had nowhere. He didn't know where to look. You know, he tried, but mm-hmm. he had nowhere, no idea where to look, mm-hmm. and so that's why he basically just stopped. Okay, it's just I don't know. It was like it sounded just a little bit confusing to me the way he was talking about it. Um. But I, but I love that. I love Sam saying to him, it's obviously been bothering him, you know. And yeah. he said, I should have looked season. for you, but I stopped. Yeah. Never left stone unturned. And he said he never yeah. forgave himself, but Dean did. I just, I love that. I love it. Since mm. season eight, it's been bothering him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I thought the end of the episode was interesting because now that Sam's apologized to Dean and Dean says, you know, don't look, says, you know, let it go. All that matters, all that's ever mattered is that we're together. And I think he's given Sam some peace. Then you see Sam like look at the keepsake box and then just get into bed and under the covers and go to sleep. And that's probably the first peaceful sleep he's had in a while, and I like that. And it was a nice um, um, 
comparison to Dean, who can't sleep. You know, he's talking yeah, and turning, yeah. and then he sits up and he, he can't sleep because obviously, of course, Amara is, is hanging over his head. Um, they're, and I, my notes I wrote down, I said they're together, but they're still not 100% open. You know, they still have reasons for not telling each other everything, but they are together, so that's a good thing. Um, did you like the song, the Warren Zevon song? Yes, at the end? I did. Yeah, I did. I, did I it's a, I had never heard that song before, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a cool choice. I liked it a lot. Um, oh, and I, it's it's like a another example when right before they have the conversation about purgatory, Dean walks in. And Sam just tosses Dean a beer over his shoulder. Like he hears yeah. him coming, he doesn't look, he just turn around. And I love how they do stuff like that, you know. Something, you know, big and important about it. I just happen to like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like um, they tweeted, I think it was a video that Catherine Newton had taken of them, um, where I think Jared threw Jensen a, bis- uh, a roll without looking, you know, and he caught it without looking. Yeah. It reminded me of that. It, it's like, you know, apparently Jared and Jensen do that a lot, and I like that, you know, Sam and Dean do that too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I wonder if it's significant that Mildred tells Dean to follow his heart. Like she says, that's the secret to a long life. Follow your heart. Because they talk yeah. about it twice. And then she says she 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 knows he's pining for another. It's interesting that she noticed. Yeah. And it's like, don't tell him to go after Amara. No, don't do that. <laughs> I know. You're wrong. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I hope we see Mildred again sometime, too. I liked her. Me, too. I liked her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, our time in the podcast is starting to wind down. We have a few minutes left. Have we covered everything about those two episodes? We covered a lot tonight. I think we did. I did want to mention, since this is our first podcast back since the mid-season finale, um, if you haven't noticed, during in December, if you haven't been to our website since, we completely re- re- uh, renovated our website, winchesterbros.com. We've got a whole new look. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I really like it. So if you haven't mm-hmm. yet, check it out. Um, it's. I think it's easier to, to follow. It's more clear. Mm-hmm. It's got a better flow. Um, if you haven't checked our website out before, we have an awesome photo gallery. We have... Um, episode information all the way from, you know, all the way going back to the very first Mm -hmm. episode. We have um, links to all of our exclusive interviews, um, podcasts. We have uh, an event calendar so you can check the dates for all the upcoming episodes plus any other important supernatural dates. You know, it's just I think I think our website's pretty cool if I say so myself. So, you know, mm-hmm. check it out if you haven't yet. WinchesterBros.com. Yeah. I think the redo made it, it. I mean, is amazing. I think it looks fantastic. It is. It's much cleaner and clearer, and 
um, better to navigate, and it looks amazing. And we have that beautiful artwork and header by Tracy. Tracy, right. Tracy Gurney, yeah, Tracy, Tracy Gurney. Gurney, yeah, beautiful, Who's awesome. Big shout out to Tracy. You don't. Yeah. Um, she runs Tag Graphics. We have a link for her on our website if you want to check her out. Mm-hmm. She does most of our um, SPNT Tuesday shirts. Um, Tracy's done them. We're starting to um, because Tracy's really busy now that con season's starting up. She won't be able to do every week's SPNT Tuesday shirt. So we've had Artsy Denise is joining us. She's done one already, and she'll be doing mm-hmm. the SPNT Tuesday shirt this week. Um, and Denise is, Denise is another talented. wonderful artist. Yes. Yes. Also, both of them very talented. Definitely. Yep. Um, and, any other news? Um, we've got um, on our website, speaking of our website, we've got all the information for the upcoming episodes, promo photos, um, episode synopsis, premi- um, promo trailers, Plus the ratings, um, you know, we always post the ratings. So all of that right there on the website if you want to but check it out. But you're holding steady. I believe ratings are doing yeah, just fine. They are mm-hmm. doing really good. Oh, um, Jeremy Carver, information came, news came out yesterday. Jeremy Carver's got a new show coming up. Um, don't know what that means for Supernatural, if he'll be doing both. So that's very, very curious inform- curious news there. Yeah, if it means anything at all, but it might. Right, yeah. He may he may be doing both. A lot of showrunners do do two shows, so, you know, mm-hmm. some even do three. So, like, um, Shonda Rhimes, she does three. You know, she's got Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and how, you know, how to get away with murder. So, you can do both. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Joss Whedon juggled how many? Two or three, I think, also. Yeah, he he had Buffy and Angel and Firefly all on at the same time for a little bit, a little bit there. Yep. Before Firefly was un um, was canceled for no reason. It was unfairly canceled. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Seriously, never, still never, never, never will we forgive them for that. Ever. Um, anyway, is that that's, it? That's, oh, oh, um, I was, I'm going to tease about it more <laughs> no, it when isn't. it gets closer. <laughs> when it gets closer to NashCon, I'm going to I'm going to NashCon um, since it's only three hours from my house. It's the only convention that I don't have to pay for airfare. Um, I'll be going to NashCon, and what I'm going to be doing, and I'll tweet more about it as it gets closer. For all those who are also going to NashCon, I'm going to try and do T-shirt giveaways. So follow us on Winchester Bros and find out how you might be able to win free T-shirts at Nash, um, free Supernatural T-shirts at NashCon. Cool. Because I don't have to fly, so I can take all these T-shirts that T-shirt companies give us and bring them to the convention <laughs> since I don't have to carry them on a plane. Very nice. And that means you can do some big time shopping in the dealer's room because you can just fill up your car and drive it home. 
and I'm, I'm planning on bringing things to get autographed that normally I can't bring because they're either too heavy or too big. So it's like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm bringing my poster. I'm bringing my big Impala. You know, I'm going to bring it all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Um, we're roughly halfway through, through uh, Season 11. Unbelievable. Uh, no word out on renewal for next season, but it's still very early, so don't worry. Um, recent recent um, opinions by, I believe, Mark Pedowitz, head of CW, were still very positive about the show and said, you know, as long as Jared and Jensen are interested, um, it sounds good. I so. would I would bet money we're going to get a season 12. Probably even yes. a season... I wouldn't even be surprised if that's season 13, so... Yes, me either. I mean, they have to wait and, you know, they, they make their announcements when they feel they need to and all that kind of stuff. But, I again, I would not be surprised at all one bit to get season 12. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, another season of Sam and Dean, Jared and Jensen on my TV screen. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> More than okay with that. <laughs> Again, um, we'll see you for next week's podcast. And Becky, want to say good night or any last words? And uh, I'm all good. I'll see it. See y'all right. next week. Tune in next week for the return. If you're a spoiler folks. Go ahead and turn us off now. See us next week for the return of Jody and um, Kat Ramadine's character. And Kat, um, I, I don't forget, was she going by Alex or Annie? Or I, you know, She had so many names. And, I know. Um, <laughs> and Catherine mm-hmm. Newton's Claire. So, I'm, you know, return of three past characters next week. Mm-hmm. Yep. We shall see. Anyway. Uh, we'll probably be discussing it on the next week's podcast. We'll see how that episode goes. All right. Thanks, everybody, and good night. We will let the boys play us out. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.